Hello, Faith Community Church. That's you. <laughs> Hello, church. Greetings to City Campus, to Online Campus, and NCLC uh, joining us for this series. Um, it's that time of the year. Wow. Um, for those of us who celebrated, Happy Lunar New Year. <laughs> I love it. I, I love this day. It's that one day of the year where all the Manchester United fans come out of the closets. I saw some people wearing their jerseys. Um, not to pick on Man Manchester United fans, but you'll never walk alone is what I'm saying. Uh, we got a special word today, and I believe that it wouldn't just be me telling you guys about the Bible, but I believe God has got a special word for us today. Amen. So today's title of the sermon is called The Unstoppable Kingdom. If you're taking notes, it's called The Unstoppable Kingdom. And we're gonna get back into the parables of the kingdom where Jesus is teaching us about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. And today we're gonna unpack that a little bit. Last month, um, the connect group that my family is in went on a connect group retreat to Margaret River. Uh, I wasn't there, but my wife, Vanessa, and my son, Jude, they were there. And during one of the afternoons, they decided to head out to Hamlin Bay, a beach. And so they were hanging out at the beach, and the kids were all at the, at the water. And all, all of a sudden, a family of stingrays started to swim towards the kids. And you will freak out, but the kids got really happy, and they got really excited. So the, the, the stingrays came really close to the kids, and the kids started to reach out and touch the stingrays. So all of them, all of them actually got to touch the stingrays and none of them got hurt, thank God for that. A few weeks ago, Jude came back from the Connect Group retreat and he's trying to tell one of his young friends about what happened that afternoon. And he's trying to tell the, the little child about what stingray feels like, what a stingray feels like. And so he's trying really hard to explain and he says like, um, it's, it's soft, it's really soft. Um, it's, it's really squishy, squishy, uh, but it's really smooth, soft, smooth, and squishy. And at this point in time, I'm looking at his friend, and, and, and the person's eyes are glazed and drawing blanks, like soft, squishy, and smooth, trying to think about what that looks like and what that feels like. And in a moment of genius, my son got, got an inspiration. And he said, ah, 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 um, it, it, it is like jelly. And then I saw the little child's eyes open up. Ah, like jelly. Ah, like jelly. And what is the point of this story? Jesus uses many kinds of items and metaphors to help us to understand what the kingdom of heaven is like. Today we're gonna go through the kingdom of heaven, Jesus says, is like mustard seed. It's like yeast. And hopefully as we unpack that and explore that today, that just like the little child, many of us will have our eyes open and go, ah, I see, ah, I see. So let's go into Matthew 13, verse 31 to 33, just three verses. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds come and perch in its branches. He told them another, still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked all through the dough. Just three verses today. You better pray for me. 
that I don't go three hours. <laughs> Let's bow our heads. Holy Spirit, we just ask that you come and speak powerfully to your people. Help us to hear what you want to say to us and let our hearts be open to your word. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say, amen. amen. So the parable of the mustard seed, the parable of the mustard seed teaches us this one thing. If you're writing notes, that God's kingdom is still growing. God's kingdom is still growing. The Bible says this, Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. The kingdom of heaven is Matthew's way of recording what Jesus means as the kingdom of God. So whenever you read the kingdom of heaven in here, he's referring to the kingdom of God. So what characteristic about the kingdom of God is Jesus drawing our attention to? He says, it is like a mustard seed. Unlike last week, in the previous sermon, we heard that the kingdom of God is likened to a man who planted a seed. Here, the kingdom of God is likened to a mustard seed that a man planted. There is a huge difference. So what is it about the mustard seed that makes it so special? In the Middle East, the most popular mustard seed is called the black mustard seed. And it's usually about one millimeter big, one millimeter. And just to give you a, a, an idea of what size that is, an ant, that tiny little ant that runs on your, on your countertop, that's about three millimeters. The mustard seed is one millimeters. That's how small it is. That's why Jesus said somewhere else in Matthew, he says, truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. So it's really tiny. But despite its humble beginnings, despite its small size, over time, the mustard seed grows into a large shrub, a tree, almost like a tree. Three meters is how big it will grow. One millimeter to three meters. And all of us who are statisticians or, 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 or mathematicians, you're doing the math in your head right now, aren't you? Yes, that's about 3,000 times growth. Or if you put in percentage, it's about 300,000%. Isn't that incredible? Can you imagine that? How many of us would like to say that about our investments in 2023? Yeah, my superannuation grow like a mustard seed. Uh, my stocks grew like a mustard plant. How many of us say amen? Amen. Happy Chinese New Year. <laughs> amen. Oh, that's all you needed here today. Huh? Some of you can go back already. Now, let's get back into this. What is most remarkable about the mustard plant is not about its size, but it's about its growth. In the same way, the point that Jesus is making here is it, it, the thing about the kingdom of God is not about its size, but about its growth. Because how God's kingdom grows shows how great God is. And here's the moral of the story, brothers and sisters. Our God is a God who loves to take the littlest of things and grows them. He once took a boy, a little boy's five loaf and two fishes, and he grew it to fit, feed thousands of people. He once took 12 unqualified men as his disciples. Some of us feel that way. I'm disqualified, I'm, I'm unqualified. Guess what? He once took 12 unqualified men and he grew a global movement through them. 
You see, our God, church, our God can certainly take the little we have to offer and grow them for His kingdom. That's what it means. So if you feel like today, oh, you know, I just started reading my Bible this year in 2023. I started reading my Bible daily. I tried to, so far, so good. Well, God can grow that. If you started to try to pray regularly, guess what? God can grow that. If you started to attend Connect Group or you're trying out a Connect Group, guess what? God can grow that. If you're starting to serve in a ministry weekly, guess what? God can grow that. So young ones, if you are just beginning to learn something in order to serve God with it, if you're trying to grow in your service to God, guess what? God can grow that. That's the kind of God that He is. And God grows it not to show how great we are, but to show how great He is. Amen. So the little that you have today, the smallest of seeds that you might have today, God can grow it. That's the kind of God He is. And we move on in verse 32. Jesus says, though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. Okay, so now we get it, Jesus, we get it that the mustard seed grows into a large plant. But what is this bit about birds and branches? What is this bit about the birds coming and resting on it, making their nest in it? You see, Jesus is making two references to the Old Testament. He's making one reference in Daniel, which I'll go through, and another, uh, another reference to Ezekiel, which I'll go through in just a little bit. But let's look at Daniel chapter 4, verse 11 to 12. Jesus is pointing this out. Daniel says this, the tree grew large and strong and its top touched the sky. It was visible to the ends of the earth. Its leaves were beautiful, its fruit abundant, and on it was food for all. Under it, the wild animals found shelter and the birds lived in its branches. From it, every creature was fed. Daniel is giving us this picture of this amazing tree that grew so big that all the animals came and rested under its shade. It took rest and protection under it. That all the birds came and nested and built their homes upon it. That all the creatures came and were able to feed off it. So what is Jesus saying here? Jesus is saying that even though the kingdom of God grows, the growth is not the end goal of the kingdom of God. It is meant for all the birds that will come and rest in His branches. It's meant for all the creatures that will come and find protection in His shade. It's meant for all the creatures that will come and feed and find sustenance and life of it. So here's the point, friends. The point of God's kingdom growing is not growth itself, but that all people can come and turn to God and return to God. Catch this, God's goal for growth is to make room for more. God's desire is to make room for all. God's heart is to make room for everyone, everyone. You see, God's, at God's dinner table, there is always empty chairs. There's always a space for someone. There's always a space for more. So friends, if you're here checking out church for the first time, and you're not sure where you fit in this Christianity thing, 
If you're feeling like, I'm a little bit awkward, I don't know if this thing is for me, and you're wondering if Christianity is the thing for you, I've got news for you. You're welcome here. There is a place for you. God doesn't just welcome you. He wants you in His family. That's why the kingdom of God is growing. So the kingdom of God that began with baby Jesus 2,000 years ago, it grew to about 120 by the time he died. So in the upper room, 120 disciples. And then when he ascended to heaven shortly after, it grew another 3,000 people more. It is growing. And to this day, you know, statistics measure Christian, Christians at 2.2 billion all across the face of the earth. And it's made up from people from all ethnicities, from all languages, from every nation, all around the world. And it is, it is as God says in Ezekiel, and this is the second reference that Jesus is making. I'll read from verse 23 of chapter 17. On the mountain heights of Israel, I will plant it, the tree. It will produce branches and bear fruit and become a splendid cedar. Birds of every kind will nest in it. They will find shelter in the shade of his branches. All the trees of the forest will know that I, the Lord, bring down the tall tree and make the low tree grow tall, the small one grow big. I dry up the green tree and make the dry tree flourish. And this is the point. I, the Lord, have spoken and I will do it. I, the Lord, has spoken and I will do it. And the good news is, friends, at 2.2 billion people all across the world, God isn't done yet. He's still growing His kingdom. He's still expanding His family. God is bringing us somewhere. We are going somewhere with God. God isn't done yet. It's not the end yet. Have you ever been to a concert? Uh, I've been to one recently, and this happened. Have you ever been to a concert where the conductor is um, leading the orchestra, right? And somewhere in the concert, there is one particular clown, one particular joker that simply doesn't understand when it is an appropriate time for them to start clapping. Have you gone for those kind of concert? So it will be in the middle of the concert, right? The, the, the conductor will be really into his thing. Dun, 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 and then this person will go, yeah, woo, woo. Have you had that experience? Okay, maybe not so exaggerating, okay? But it's something like that, right? So good, so good. And some of you feel attacked right now. Pastor Dan, you're talking about me? <laughs> well, I, I love you, and this is public service announcement. You wait till the conductor put down his baton before you start clapping. It will change your concert experience as well as the concert experience of the people around you. <laughs> it is not the end yet. Wait till the end before you start clapping. In the same way, the kingdom of God is not here yet. It is not the end yet. As far as I know, Jesus hasn't come back yet. As far as I know, Jesus hasn't put down the conductor's baton yet. He is still working. God isn't done yet, friends. What that means is that if you feel like you've expired your time because you've got no more energy to serve, you've got no more gifts to give, guess what? God is still not done with you yet. If you've got breath in your lungs, God wants to use it. If you've got energy in your body, God wants to grow it. If you've got a talent that you still have somewhere inside, reserved inside of you, God wants to use it. Young ones, 
the mature ones, God is still at work. He's not done yet. So there's always something that we can do for God. There's always something that God can grow inside of us for His kingdom. We're living not in the days where the tree is fully grown. We're still living in the days of mustard seeds. Amen. So the point number one, God's kingdom is still growing. And number two, the parable of the yeast. And the point is this, God's kingdom is still working. Working. This one's a little bit more fun. So what is the character, uh, uh, verse 33. Let me go through that first. Verse 33, he told them, Jesus told them still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked all through the dough. What is the characteristic of the kingdom of God that Jesus is pointing us to here? It is like yeast. It is like yeast. What does yeast do? Yeast raises dough to make bread, correct? Yeast raises dough to make bread puffy. Unless you want your sourdough to look like tortilla or roti prata, you have to put yeast into the dough. Some of us, sourdough that looks like roti prata sounds really good, eh, right now. So you mix yeast in order to make it grow. So Jesus says the kingdom of God is like yeast. And then it gets really funny. <laughs> I like this bit. Sometimes when I read the Bible, it makes me laugh. Sometimes we think of God as someone who is very, you know, very serious, very straight face, right? Very no-nonsense kind of a man, kind of like your pastors, right? But God is not like that. What, what do I mean? How do I know that God has a sense of humor? How do I know? I want you to take a look at what Jesus is saying. Go with me and explore this with me. Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour. And just to give an idea of how much bread the woman is making, 60 pounds, friends, is more than 27 kilograms. 27 kilograms of flour. That is enough to make 50 kilograms of bread. More than the entire bread shelf in Coles. 50 kilograms. It is more than enough to feed 150 people. I mean, this woman is one lean, green, bread-making machine. She's better than KitchenAid, you know what I'm saying? Imagine, I mean, just, just, just imagine the muscles on this woman as she lifts up 50 kilograms of bread. She must be so strong. But even then, Jesus' point wasn't about the woman, nor about the bread. It's the yeast which was mixed into the flour. And there are three things about yeast that I want to raise today to help us understand the kingdom of God. Number one, yeast works invisibly. Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed. The Greek word mixed here is the word encrypto. Encrypto, which, which is where we get the English word encrypt. Encrypt, which means to conceal, to hide inside, to mix into so that you cannot see it, to encrypt. So what Jesus is saying here is that the woman isn't simply just mixing the dough. She's concealing the yeast within the dough. She's hiding it in. She's mingling it so you cannot see it. So what is Jesus saying here? The kingdom of God is not always visible. You don't always see the kingdom of God at work around you. 
You don't always see the kingdom of God at work inside of you. But just as real as the yeast is in the dough, the kingdom of God is at work. The kingdom of God is working, even though we can't see it. How many of us know the story of Narnia? You've heard of the story of Narnia. Narnia is written by uh, a famous Christian author called C.S. Lewis. How many C.S. Lewis fans in the house? Yee! <laughs> oh, the kinetic pastors, the two kinetic pastors love C.S. Lewis. I love C.S. Lewis. Now, did you know that C.S. Lewis wasn't always a Christian? He's a brilliant man. He's a genius when it comes to language. He's a genius when it comes to philosophy. He's a genius when it comes to imagining and being able to articulate the deep things of God. But he wasn't always a Christian. He turned Christian only when he was 31. He became a Christian at 31. And at that point in time, for more than 20 years of his life, he was sworn as an atheist. He doesn't believe in God. You can try to reason with him, but this guy is such a genius. He's so smart that he can argue his way out. Christianity for him just didn't make sense. And for him, he built this entire system of understanding in his mind to refute Christianity. And do you know how he became a Christian? It's not because someone preached to him. It's not because he showed up for, for, for a Christmas service and someone preached the gospel to him. It's not because someone evangelized to him. It's not because he watched the Jesus movie and then he felt touched by Jesus in that moment. But it was God working invisibly in his life, just chipping away at the things that he believed so strongly to be true. Chipping it away, chipping it away, chipping it away, chipping it away. And even though no one preached the gospel to him per se, but one fine day, he found himself encountering the presence of God in his own room in Oxford. And in his bio, bi biography, Surprised by Joy, he wrote this about his conversion experience. You must picture me alone in that room. He was all by himself that night in Maudlin, night after night, feeling whenever my mind lifted even for a second from my work, the steady, unrelenting approach of him whom I so earnestly desired not to meet. He's been trying to avoid God the whole life, his whole life. That which I greatly feared had at last come upon me. In the Trinity term or the summer term of 1929, I gave in and admitted that God was God and knelt and prayed, perhaps that night, the most dejected and reluctant convert in all England. Friends, brothers and sisters, you may have friends who may not be as brilliant as C.S. Lewis, but have just been doing the same. Rejecting Jesus day in, day out, night in, night out. Every time you try to share Jesus with them, it's like hitting a brick wall. You may have been reaching out to that colleague at work. You may have been trying to share Jesus with your friends in school. You may have been trying to bring someone in your family, your children, back into church. And it seems like nothing is working out. Let me tell you, the kingdom of God works invisibly. The kingdom of God, even though you can't see it, He is still at work. That is what it means. We may not always detect the work of God, but God is always at work. Amen. The kingdom of God is invisible. Number two, yeast works internally. Internally. So it works invisibly, it works internally. 
Next, Jesus says that the yeast is mixed into about 60 pounds of flour. You see, when you make bread, no one makes bread by pulling on the dough. No one tries to raise bread by pulling on the dough, yeah? You don't try to stretch it. That's called making Chinese noodles, right? Chinese noodles is when you stretch the dough, you go pak, 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 boom, 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 pak, 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 you stretch it. That's how you make Chinese noodles. But that's not how you make bread. You make bread by putting yeast into the dough, into the flour. You see, work, yeast works from within, not without. It works internally, not externally. In the same way, the kingdom of God works internally. At a societal level, in your communities, in your schools, in your workplaces. The kingdom of God doesn't come by us having a demonstration of power or by domination. It's not by raising placards in the streets and say, Jesus is coming back, turn or burn. It doesn't even come, I mean, it might help, but it doesn't even come if we vote the next prime minister as a Christian, I mean, a Christian into the next prime minister role. It, it, it helps, but that's not how the kingdom of God works. It is you and I acting, talking, thinking, believing, behaving like Jesus wherever we're at. In your schools, in your communities, in your offices, in your homes, on the streets, at the counter at Woolies, when you go into your casual job, when you're taking the train, when you're taking the bus, when you're cycling next to someone, when you're walking your dog in the park, that is where the kingdom of God is lived out through you and I. It is done internally. You know what that means? It means you and I are carriers of God's kingdom. God doesn't want us to get out of culture. Oh, you know, the place where I'm living, the place that I'm working in now, there's so many non-Christians. It's hard for me to live out my Christian life. God doesn't want you to get out of culture. God doesn't want to get you out of the community. God wants you to get into culture and transform the communities that we're all a part of. That's what it means when the kingdom of God works internally. How do we do so? The Bible says, not by might, nor by power, but by the Spirit of God inside each of us. Amen. On an individual level, so that was on a societal level, on an individual level, the work of God is also an inside job. Pastor Benny says this beautifully. He says, discipleship is done from the inside out, not outside in. You know what that means? It means that, one of the things it means is that no amount of us pressurizing our children, pressurizing our friends, pressurizing our family can push them deeper into the kingdom of God. That even though, but even though we can't push them into the kingdom of God, we can pray for them. Because when we work, when we do the work, we work. But when we pray, God works. So we pray and we can begin praying and God will work often invisibly and internally, but we can trust Him to be at work. Amen. So the kingdom of God is invisible. The kingdom of God works internally. And the third one, the yeast works incessantly, which means it doesn't stop. Finally, Jesus says that yeast is mixed into the flour until it worked all through the dough, which means to say it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop until one day it will go through every single part of the dough and then it raises the entire dough. 
The kingdom of God doesn't stop until it goes through every single part of culture, every single inch of our communities, every single space in our offices, in our churches, on the streets, in the cities, and then the kingdom of God finally has come. It is incessant, it is unstoppable. Now even though I joked about the woman being a superwoman, the fact is that once she puts the yeast into the dough, the yeast actually does all the heavy lifting. Pun intended, heavy lifting, 50 kilograms of lifting. The yeast does that because the yeast works incessantly until the entire dough is completely raised. In the same way, the kingdom of God works incessantly. He never stops working. The Bible says that He never stops working until the whole earth, all creation is filled with the love of God, Psalm 119. He never stops working until the whole earth, every person, every city, every nation is filled with the glory of God, Psalm 72. He never stops working until the whole earth, every heart, every soul, every mind is filled with the knowledge of God as water covers the sea, Isaiah chapter 11. So brothers and sisters, the promise of our Lord Jesus Christ is this, the kingdom of God is growing. The kingdom of, the God, of God is still working. I'm gonna conclude in just a little bit. Well, what I wanna do, brothers and sisters, is I wanna encourage you today to keep trusting God. Keep trusting Him. If you have families that have left the faith, keep praying for them. If you have loved ones that aren't Christians, keep sharing Christ with them. If you know someone who doesn't attend church, keep inviting them. Don't stop. The kingdom of God is growing. The kingdom of God is still working. But I know at this point of time, some of us are going through stuff. Some of us are having it rough for a while. And it doesn't seem like the kingdom of God is in front of you. It doesn't seem like the kingdom of God is working for you. It doesn't seem like the kingdom of God is around you. And as your pastor and as your pastors, I want to let you know that we love you, church, and we care for you, and we want to pray with you. So today at the end of service, towards the end of service, I will, have, I will open time for anyone who wants to see God at work in your life. You want to see and encounter the work of God in your life, because He's still working, man. If that's you, I want you to come to the front at the end of the service today. Or if you feel like, God is calling me. He's growing something. He's, he's stirring something in my heart. And He wants me to work. He wants me to be put to use in His kingdom work. I want you to come down as well. And we'll pray with you in just a little bit. This is our church. This is Faith Community Church. We're a spiritual family. We'll see the kingdom of God work and come to pass in our lives together. God loves you. And He's right here today. He's right here today. So don't give up on God just because you don't see Him at work. Don't lose hope just because you don't see any good results of your prayer. Don't despair just because it, you don't see a way out of your situation. Maybe like the good old Christian song that many of us have sung in our, in our younger days, you know, by Don Moen. <clears throat> and he goes like, God will make a way 
where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He will be my guide. Hold me closely to his side. With love and strength for each new day, he will make a way. He will make a way. So friends, God is working behind the scenes. He's working and he's still working it all out. You know, the Bible says that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So God is still working at it for your good and for his purpose. Jesus, is, Jesus tells us in his parables that the kingdom of God is still growing, he's still working. And he will keep working at it until that one day where he will wipe away every tear, where he will right every wrong, and where he will heal all pain. The Bible says that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Bible says that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that he's the pioneer and the perfecter of your faith, and he is still at work. Amen. So what I want to do right now is for us to go into a song, and, I, and I've asked the band to lead us in this beautiful song that captures today's message. And they're going to lead us in the song, and then I want to come up and pray for all of us. Is that okay? Let's put the notes down, and let's have the band to lead us. Stand to our feet, church. And it's our prayer today that you meditate on the lyrics that will be sung.
for those of us who have never prayed to receive Jesus in your life. Very quickly, all these things that I'm saying and you feel this nudging feeling inside of you. Remember God works internally, God works invisibly and He's doing something in your heart right now. Can I ask that we minimize the movement in the room right now? Let's just stay where we are for a little bit longer. And if you have never prayed to receive Jesus and you want to receive Jesus into your life, to make the Kingdom of God real in your life, I want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. And if that's you, can you just raise up your hand so I know that I'm praying for you. Wherever you're at, if you are praying, you want to pray to receive Jesus in your life, can you just wave your hand at me so I can see your hand. It's a little bit hard to see. I'll take my time. If that's you and you want to pray that prayer to receive Jesus, can you raise your hands up and give me a wave so I know that I'm praying for you. Is anyone in this room? Is anyone in this room? Good, that's all right, that's all right. Now I promise those of us who need prayer that I wanna pray for you, that we wanna pray for you. Some of us, God is working in your heart throughout the entire service, not just the message, from the very worship itself. And God is already stirring in your heart. He's working in your heart. And God, you wanna see God work in and through your life. 
If that's you today, I want you to come to the front. And if you wanna be used by God to see God work through your life, wherever you're at, to bring His kingdom come and His will be done on earth as it is in heaven, if that's you, you come to the front as well. We're gonna get back into the song for just a little bit and give time for those of us who wanna pray. pray and then after that for those of us who don't need prayer I ask that you quietly step out and let those of us who need prayer just to come to the front and continue to pray let's bow our heads Lord Jesus we want to thank you that the kingdom of heaven is like yeast and is like a mustard seed today we learn that the kingdom of God is growing and is working in every single one of us and we pray our heart's desire is that your kingdom continue to grow, not just out there, but in our homes, in our offices, in our schools, in the communities that we are a part of. We wanna see your hand at work in and through us that you will bring the kingdom of heaven on this earth around us. We pray for more people to come to know you in the months there are to come and help us to have the joy of being able to see the ones that we pray for, the ones that we share truth, the one that we testify to, come to the saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We pray and we ask all this in the name of Jesus and all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Would you give the Lord a big hand?